But why am I saying all of this? I said the curse of Noah, if you're around on Tuesday, I said all of that was until Christ went to the cross. And after Jesus went to the cross, that curse was broken. Are you getting my point? It was what? Broken. The spiritual reason why a black man was under has been removed. It has been removed as a matter of fact. When my wife and I went to Cape Coast that time, a few years ago, about three years ago, in Ghana, I went to Cape Coast Castle and the Amina Castle, and they would take you on tour everywhere. And they showed us the dungeons where slaves were kept. You go in there, pitch black place, they make it quite dramatic. While you are in there, they switch off the light without letting you know they're going to do that. The idea is to create panic in you, then they put it back on. To let you know what slaves endure for three months as they go. You are there for a few seconds, you are panicking. So they describe all of those things. But because of my spiritual understanding, I was not moved. I hate, I, I told you I don't watch black history films. It brings tears to my eyes. I don't watch it. I don't. But I was there. Some of our guys who came for the conference, they came from the U.S., white people. If I was joking, one of the guys who came, a senior dermatopathologist. I said, ah, let's go look at where your ancestors took away my ancestors from. We're just joking about it. He didn't laugh. The guy didn't find it funny, but all right. <laughs> he didn't laugh. No, really, I remember the guy didn't laugh. I said, okay, I'm not planning to shoot you in my mind. Don't worry. That's, you're just playing now, you know? This is where I'm going. The guard will now tell you that right above the dungeon was an Anglican church. And he tried to emphasize, look at the hypocrisy of the white man. He's worshipping right on top of the place where he kept fellow human beings as commodities underground. Now look at their hypocrisy. And I remember I told my wife, I said, this guy does not know anything. I said, were it not for that church on top, this place will still be open today. I said, that church was necessary to close the dungeon. If that church was not there, the dungeon would have been active for a much longer time. It's not hypocrisy, it's light. That's the way God does things. He wants to close the dungeon, he seeps some light into the place. You don't realize, one of the things you have to learn as a believer is how to just talk the word of God into your environment. You're not trying to do anything with it, you're just talking it. Because in the atmosphere, you are creating spiritual charge. That's why you have to be careful what you say as a person. I said, listen, you don't understand. Just by sitting down there, while slaves were underneath, and they were singing, Praise to the Lord, the Almighty God of all creation. I don't know whether I got the words right, but you know. <laughs> and there hypocrisy that appears like. But by saying praise to God, declaring praise to God, they were declaring freedom to the slaves underneath without realizing it. And somebody will sing, we will come out to, sing, to, to, to read the scriptures. For God so loved the world, a white man, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. My beloved this morning, we want to thank God for the gift of Jesus Christ that has redeemed mankind. He's freeing the slaves. He's standing above them. He doesn't know. He said the kingdom of God is like a living that a woman puts in dough. Little by little, it's working its way. That is the reason why slave trade ended. If they didn't build those churches above those dungeons, slave trade would have lasted another 200 years. These are realities. Spiritual truth. Listen. 
once you set slaves free, you set people who are in bondage free, okay, you have to tell them they are free. If you don't tell them they are free, they will be in bondage forever. I hope you are getting what I'm going to say here. That is why you and I have been commissioned to go and preach the gospel. Because God, this is how he does things. He will tell people. He looks at Abraham. A father of many nations, I have made you. That's it, Abraham, you are settled. Don't come and meet God again and say, what will you give me? God said, I have settled you now. Say, when I told you yesterday, a father of many nations, I have made you. So when God sees a slave, he says, you are free. The slave shouldn't say, what do you mean by that? He should just say, amen. And start watching it as the freedom of God starts working itself into his life. But he has to be careful not to send himself back into slavery. Because when God sets you free, Satan will say, I say, where are you going? You have to put your foot down and say, I am free. I'm going. He will stay there and say, do you know what's waiting for you out there? Say, it doesn't matter. I am free. I'm going. When you get out there, who's going to take care of you? The God that set me free will take care of me. Say, listen, just come back. Don't worry. Eh? I will loosen the bond small. I'm not going to tie the chain too hard again. For that, I will give you food. I will give you raiment. I will give you a comfortable car. You live in a country that has good roads. There will be no problem. Just a little bit of slavery. Just manage it. It takes spiritual discipline for you to say, No, I am free. I would rather die hungry, a free man, than stay with you in bondage. Why? Am I proud? No. That's, what my, that's my message for today. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. But I have to be a demonstration of his righteousness. Do you get what I'm saying here? The righteousness of God must be demonstrated. When God wants to demonstrate that the curse of Noah has been broken. When he wants to demonstrate that indeed Jesus died so that a country will not be budgeting for everything he has. For 170 million people. What a country of 40 million people budgets only for healthcare. And he budgets a quarter of that and he calls himself the richest amongst his brethren. He said, if that is going to come to an end, it's because Jesus died. Jesus will die. Now, Jesus has died. I want you to go home and go and tell your people you are no longer poor. I hope you are getting my point here. Read this particular scripture to help me explain something. You see what I'm trying to say? I'm sure you are catching up with me already. Deuteronomy chapter 2. What am I saying? Jesus has died. Somebody say amen, please. Amen. He has shed his blood already. Amen. He has risen from the dead as a sign that freedom has been purchased. Amen. For that reason, the curse of Noah has been broken. Amen. You, me, every African, whoever it is anywhere in the world, be it the Dalits in India, or whoever it is, this is the word of God. The spiritual reason why they are in bondage has been removed in Christ Jesus. Amen. It means, therefore, every one of them can be productive. They can create wealth. Amen. Listen, the reason why, okay, the dollar is so expensive compared to the naira. Both of them are pieces of paper printed for the same amount of money. I hope you get my point. Yes. Then why is one 400 of the other? 
I'll tell you, it is simply because the man who created this one that you call dollar, when he starts to speak, he starts throwing things in your face. Microsoft, Google, your computers, your internet, your power generation. He starts throwing things in your face that he has created for you. The other one that holds the other one that you called Naira, he wants to speak against the dollar. He has nothing to say more than we produce one million barrels of crude oil a day. And America will tell him that that's not even enough for me to use as a reserve in case of emergency. That's why your money has to be worth one over 400 of mine. Not because I'm greedy, but because, okay, let's survive without each other. Let's see who will live longer. You will have no cars. You will have no internet. You, many of you wouldn't even have shirts to wear. What will you have? He got us with his brothers, the Europeans. And said, okay, let's not export anything. Let's not exchange anything for, any, for a period of time. We'll buy your oil only because it's cheaper for us right now than other things. But if you shut down the oil, you will now realize that we actually have more oil than you have. The largest oil reserve in the world is the tar sands of Canada. But we don't like to mine it. It's too expensive for us to mine. We find it cheaper to collect from you. After all, there was a time we exchanged a whole land for you for pieces of cloth. It's not our fault. Go and talk to Noah if you have a problem with that. <laughs> what am I trying to say? So that when this thing will be switched, it is not by fighting and quarreling. It's produce something and not need from that man. I don't know what I get my point. Your currency speaks of your ability to produce. Produce. Why do you think India has many people in the top level of the richest men in the world counting the US dollars? Because a man one day Mahatma Gandhi said simply, if India will not produce it, it will not use it. To show everybody that he was serious, he stripped his clothes and wore a loincloth alone the rest of his life. He wore a loincloth and a pair of sandals. All he had was glasses, that white cloth around his waist and a pair of sandals. To tell everybody that if you can't make it, you don't need it. He forced them to produce that's the reason why their currency can talk. If your currency is not producing, it can't talk. If nothing drastic is done, in five years' time, Naira will be exchanging for $850. One dollar will be exchanging for 850 Naira. And in 20 years' time, you're going for 1000 1005 If you continue like this. <laughs> Listen. I'm going to explain is this. We're talking about the spirit of poverty. Eh? Only the redeemed in Christ has the real power to break it. And these are people that will not love their lives even unto death. First, they must hate slavery. They won't say because a small road is bad, let me run to where road is good. That is the Issachar principle. You always end up like that as a slave at first labor. You will think you are enjoying it. What am I teaching let me close on time. Because of all our challenges. Let me just do that. I'll come back to it. What I'm teaching is this. God redeemed. See. Listen, listen, listen. Years ago. 
if, if people like this sat down in most parts of the world, they would have been the congregation of slaves. But God said, not anymore. How? Through Christ. He now said, I want people who will demonstrate that point. Are you getting my point here? It is the work of God to get up and say, this life, I must demonstrate that Jesus is Jesus died and rose again. The work of God is not just to go to church. No, you go to church and worship. You go to church and tap the spiritual energy. Then you go out and say, in this life, no, we have to explain that we're not slaves anymore. I have that power. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, the power to produce to release it is a responsibility that the believers have, especially in a country like this today. You know, they said Naira is going for four hundred and ten, or dollar is going for four hundred and ten naira. I said, if you were a dollar, wouldn't you go for six hundred naira? When be, if the economy turns around today, the the idea of an average person, which he used to brag that he has prospered, is that he has gone abroad to spend money. That's how they pro- that's how they brag. Well, you know, my children are in Canada. Some of these we talk, 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 talk. You have that amount of money. We generally don't have the concept that why don't we bring Canada to Nigeria? Listen, it's a slave mentality. He takes pride in things that have no value. I was telling my wife the other day. You know, there's a joke they make. They say if, if you say nothing lasts forever, you never see a house perfume. You've heard that one before? You've heard the joke? And we make a joke about it. If I say that's near the ears of Chanel, you say, are you serious? Your perfumes last forever? He will come collect it, package it, and bring it back. 50,000 naira a bottle. And these mugus will key up to buy it. When he hasn't done that, we joke about it. Instead of making a matter of joke, shouldn't it be something for us to say, why is it that his perfume lasts forever? Because when I was a little boy, there was one perfume that they called opium. And what we knew about opium was that you put a drop on your dress. A week later, it's still smelling from it. The aroma is still coming out. One is a local one, we laugh about it. Slave mentality. Prosper my brethren a little bit. Every little morning they have, they've disappeared to strange parts of the world. What are you doing? We just want to see places. You know the truth? Physical slavery never ended. Oh, it never did. Listen. Before, the white man came, collected people, bound them on ships and took them over there. Then when they said, no, no, we won't take that anymore, we won't take that anymore. They said, no problem, no problem. I will wait here and you will donate yourself to me. Just watch. <laughs> and the pride in the heart of every young girl. He said, I had my baby in America. Just donated another one. White man said, wait, don't worry, don't worry. Mom! <laughs> there was a day I watched what Canadians and the UK people gave as parameters to give you a free immigrant visa. God have mercy on me, what I'm about to say. I said to the UK government, may God punish you. That's what I said that day. Because I saw wickedness. 
They say, we'll give you a free immigrant visa if you have a PhD or the equivalent. If you're already earning, let me use today's naira, and I don't remember then, okay, but it's something like, if you are earning about 6 to 10 million naira a year, a salary, they show the number of things and say, if you are like this category, and you want to come to the UK, you will give you, you qualify for what they call the highly qualified immigrant visa. And guess what? My brethren queued up and collected it. Thereby draining the cream de la cream. The best people, the brightest minds, the people that had the power. The white master said, don't worry, they will come as slaves. It's called the Isaka principle. He said, Isaka is like a strong donkey lying down between the sheep folds. When he saw that the resting place was pleasant and that the land was green, he said he, he bent his back to bear the burden and he became a slave at first labor. The white man said, don't worry, they are coming. He said, what's independence? What's independence? Oh, white man said, no problem, take your independence. They will sit here in Switzerland, just watch. They will use our hands, package our monies, Put them in sacks. I went to Switzerland and said, please, keep it for me. And then the man will go down home and die suddenly. His wife doesn't know the money is there. The Swiss man said, don't worry. It's not my fault. I just happen to be a descendant of Shem. As for you, Hamites, don't worry. You will serve me till you die. Unless Jesus delivers you and you recognize that you're no longer a slave. I'm talking about God's work. It's not to go to church. The work of God is to take this truth out there and go and demonstrate it. Listen, there are times you stand and say, listen, I'm not doing. You say, why? Say, because I'm free. I told you that those days, when my salary in physical terms, that's naira 10, 6,000 naira a month, things were not much different. Don't, people say you had more value that time. I always like to tell them the real value. Let's use dollar. It was 70 dollars. As I residency, my salary was $70 a month. Post NYC, bachelor's of medicine, bachelor's of surgery. Working for the federal government as a resident doctor, I earned $70 a month. Middle of the month, I was flat broke. Flat broke. Flat broke. The only worldly possession I had was a Philips pressing iron. Comfort 2010. That was the design. Nothing more than my clothes and one or two pairs of shoes that I could call. If you talk about value, the most valuable thing I had was my pressing iron. I am not joking about that. So you don't blame my chief. He's a consultant pathologist now in the Imo State. He said, hey, Banky, I spent half of my salary buying postage stamps. Why postage stamps? Because there was no internet, no emails. To apply to places all over the world, he was posting letters every day. I got to Lagos around that time, and I used to hang out with my cousin. So we'll drive to the embassy area, and I'll see what Nigerians would do to go abroad. You want to go for visa interview, you queue from 2 a.m. I said to them, I said, I'm a free man. I won't do this. But you don't have money, doesn't matter. I'm a free man. I won't do this. If somebody wants to preach, would I do this? What would I do for an American visa? I said, I won't do it. 
I was not watching them like this. I'm saying this to let you know, I did, don't think that, okay, I didn't have anything. We doctors were crucially, excruciatingly poorly paid. My friend, bosom friend from childhood, finished, studied banking and finance, four years, finished very early, brilliant chap. By the time I was finishing NYC, he had a car. People were wearing shoes that t- it took me s- 10 months to end the price. And I handled the shoes. So, okay, they said I should give this one to the manager when he comes. One day I put my foot inside just to check whether it will fly. <laughs> so, don't me- look, I'm not saying that, look, that time, eh? I'm not lying to you. Girls didn't mind the doctor, so. They didn't. Eh? What is it? The doctor. They all his. They've seen your type. When we're in school, my senior colleagues will come. Their children are sick. They can't pay for x-ray. Consultant, otolaryngologist. He drove a breaking down B2. Our students were looking at him like this with fear. This was our big chief. His B2 was old. He couldn't change it. Everybody disappeared to Saudi Arabia. Thank God for Likoi Ransom Kuti. He went to a bank and said, all the doctors in your country, they finished. That's why you to hear of brain drain. In the midst of it, I said, I'm not going anywhere. Why? I'm a free man. I said, I'm a free man. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I said, if this is what it takes. Why? Because of money. The reason I said to God that time, I said, dear Lord, please have mercy on me. This poverty, there's no problem with it. All. Just don't give me a wife. But if it is poverty, I will enjoy it and save you in the center of it. But let me do it alone. But I said, I'm free. God is my witness. I swore. I am free. I will not do this to go to anybody's country. There is a life of Christ that's working in me. I am not beneath. I am above. I, I, I was in Lagos. I just, I, just, I just shake my head. One day I read the scripture. It said, Behold, I will cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. I held on to that scripture eh? tightly. I told everybody, it's commanded I don't run for money. I don't run, go everywhere, anywhere looking for money. I said it's commanded. What am I saying all of these things? Listen to me. I said we should open the scripture. Don't bother because of time. God said to them, that's Jeremiah chapter 2. He said, I've given you the land of Sihon. He said, now, begin to contend with him in battle. Begin to possess the land. I have given it to you, does not make it fall into your hands freely. Listen. Let me say something to you again. Poverty, that spiritual reason why you should be poor has been broken. That spiritual reason why you should be a slave has been broken. What is working for God? He said, hey, Emeka, Uche, Philip, get up. Let's go out and demonstrate that you are free. That if you don't live like that, then how do I show to people that Jesus actually died and rose again from the dead? If you are still running up and down looking for where there is security, how do I show to people that Jesus actually died and rose again from the dead? There has to be a demonstration of what I did in Christ. Listen, going to church is not the work of God. 
Leave it for those who are called to be preachers like me. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I tell God, I like to teach, but I don't like the job. I'm not angry with him. But there are times there are things I want to do. And I see God saying, No, you can't. One day the brother was asking me, What do you think about writing a will? I said, I don't know. I'm not planning to write one. I said, the reason is simple. He said, is it faith? I said, no, listen, I said, for a, he said, I said for a man who's walking by faith, everything is faith. I said, I don't have money. I don't have any money stored up anywhere. So there's nothing to will to anybody. This is where I'm going. I said, he knows me well. I said, my brother, I don't have a house anywhere. The only one I have is the one I'm building currently. It's Nenugu here. I said, I'm not sure I'm going to build a second one. I said, you said, I don't have money. And I said, and I don't think I will ever have. I said, I don't think I will ever have. I said, there's nothing I'm going to have. I said, if I have houses in this life, maximum two. What am I doing with it? I'm not quarreling, you know. He said, okay, is it faith or that you don't have? I said, for a man of faith, it's the same thing. I said, my wife is my next of kin. Everybody knows that. My mother knows that. The people in the bank, they know that. Every former field, next of kin. I said, I have nothing to will to anybody. Why tell the story? I said, I said, I'm not rich. I don't think I'll ever be rich. Are you speaking unbelief? No. I said, it's not my job to have money. It's my job to teach. I don't envy Dangote for any reason. His job is different from mine. I count success in ministry when I see your faces. It's when I see you succeed that I know ministry is working. You heard me say that I believe. He said, I cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river. It's a flow. I use what I'm supposed to be to use. People don't talk to And really, Enugu is the fourth most expensive place on this earth to buy land. In Nigeria, I mean. Yeah, Abuja, Portacot, Lagos. Next is Enugu. If you go to Akure, my state capital. In Enugu, GRE, 500 square meters, 25, we'll start talking. That's 500 square meters. If you go near 1,000 square meters, just make sure that either God bless you specially or you stole specially. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it makes sense. Say, go to your home. Listen. <laughs> what we used to buy land in that corner, in Enugu? To buy in Jerry Enugu in Akure <laughs> and complete a state-of-the-art bungalow. I'm not exaggerating. So natural thing that people say, okay, ah, you're selling land there, come and build. I said, for what now? My sister said, the governor is selling land house. I said, you think it's an acquisition? I think it's a headache. I said, it's not property, it's a headache. Where a man's treasure is. He's anointing to teach the word has gone there. <laughs> I myself of this. That is the thing. L- listen, this job, 
is not a money-making job. Paul said, as poor, yet making many rich. That is the job. If you are looking for money, please don't become a preacher. You will steal. You will lie. You will enjoy your life. Oh, my brother who I was chatting with from Bujumbura, he said church paid. They showed me his five-star hotel. I thought it was real five-star until I said, what is that? Was that not a television? I saw one cube of sugar that they call television. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, teach those people because I, I, I knew I was going to go on. Those guys are very funny. These are other African brethren. They'll be looking at him the way Nigerians look at, look at Americans. I said, let them know from the beginning. Don't be like that too. You came here to teach them. They shouldn't just look at you. Don't. Listen, that's his real mission. I told you, this is not a mission. Yeah, not a mission. He said, anybody that wants to follow him can come. But they buy their own tickets too. He told me, he said, anybody from the church can come with him once they have money for tickets. He's not on holiday. He's doing mission. So, as a preacher, I'm going to have all such things. If necessary to fly around, I will have a private jet. Oh, yes, most certainly. So when I talk about that, I won't be rich. Don't get me, go and read my book, Grace to Prosper. That's what they call vow of poverty. It's a vow of prosperity. Why am I saying all of these things? However, all of us Christians, we have a responsibility to demonstrate that Jesus died for us and thereby liberated us from the curse that Noah placed upon Ham and his descendants. And there were no slaves anymore. What does that mean? We can create wealth. We can get healed. Sickness will not hold us in bondage. If it's coming, we'll shake our heads and say, no, not here. Why? Jesus died. Anything that is written, that's a promise of God, the only way God can prove he did not lie is through you. You hear what I said? Yes. The only way he can prove that he did not lie is if you get up and say, Lord, this is what you said. Let's go out and demonstrate it. Let me end here. Listen, your life is an assignment to demonstrate the righteousness of God. I'll continue from that point. Let's rise to our feet. Say, Lord, thank you. Let's just worship him. That is the work of God. Though. That's what I'm talking about, true service of God. We are supposed to go out and demonstrate his righteousness. We are supposed to go out and demonstrate his righteousness. Each person has an area. We'll talk about that next time. Some of them go, say, go and start manufacturing. Let the white man know that something good can come out of this place. Let them know that something good can come out from this place. That's a, that's a work for God. Raise your hands and talk to him. Say, Lord, thank you for freedom. Listen, there's no, there's no ancestral curse that's keeping you down. You just need to get up and rise and fight Sihon. And clean out the Amorites. Say, every disease in my life is broken. Why? How else will I demonstrate that Jesus died? It's not, it's not what I wrote in a, read in a book. It's not what I read in a book. It's what is working in my life. Jesus said, you, you, you read the scripture, you, you say the scripture, thinking that you find eternal life. He said, but you won't come to me. He said, that meanwhile, that scripture testifies of me. What is he trying to say? The scriptures testifies the life is in us. We are the real manifestations. So I am the living word of God. Are you getting my point here? People can read the one on paper, but if they want to see it really, they come to me. And they look at my life. Say, this guy, haha, he's proof that Jesus died.
Please dedicate yourself to it again. Say, Lord, that's what I want to live for. That's purpose. That's purpose. The midst of adversity, no, I will face that direction. Jesus, he died. Let us give him thanks. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Father, we thank you. Thank you that Jesus died. Thank you that the death was not like his life had ended. It was a sacrifice. A shedding of blood to wipe out everything Noah said against us. Everything the devil said against us. Everything life said against us. Everything has been wiped away. Thank you, Lord, for it in the name of Jesus. And Lord, once again, we receive the grace to demonstrate it for everybody to see. That grace is ours in the name of Jesus. That grace is ours in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone listening to me this evening, Lord, the grace to manifest that deliverance is theirs in the name of Jesus. The manifestation of grace will begin to show in a greater measure in that fellow's life from today in the name of Jesus Christ. Every sickness is dead. Every affliction is gone. Freedom has come. Healing from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. In the name of Jesus Christ. Poverty is dead. Listen, poverty is not like I don't have money. Poverty is I don't create anything. I don't impact anybody. Many of our Nigerian politicians, God looks at them and says, this guy is so poor, I will strip him naked, give all his money he has stolen to people who are creating something. Hey, that's a prophetic word. Many of these we are looking at today, billions in accounts, millions of dollars hidden in Ghana Mosgos and GP tanks. Many, listen, this is not a curse. This is the word of God. Many will die poor in prison. But not one night of that money will be missing. Where will it be? It will have gone into the hands of those who are creating something. If you want, people talk about wealth transfer, wealth transfer. You have to be a creator for God to transfer anything to you. It's not exchanging one thief for another thief. I hope you are getting my point. You listening to me, you are a creator. You will give value to any currency you hold. Because the currency is speaking the value of your power to create. You are a creature of value. And you are a creator of value. In the name of Jesus Christ. This is your season of fruitfulness. This is your season of multiplication. Listen, you will not only live in houses you did not build, you will build many more houses. You will bring forth technology to make construction cheap. That's what wealth is. Wealth is that you will... Listen, these hospitals that they are running to go to in India, you will plant one in every major city of Nigeria. In the name of Jesus Christ. You wanted to study medicine those days who you didn't pass well in jam. But let me tell you, doctors will work for you. The consultants amongst them, you will sign their salary checks. The professors will do sabbatical in your institution. Why? It's the power of Christ. 
It's called the glory of God. It will radiate from your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. The Lord is good. There's a way we share the grace, not the usual way you are used to it. We have this prophetic way of doing it. We share prophetically, we declare the victory that we have in Christ Jesus when we are doing it. Let's go, one, two, go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessings. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil. Because we are seated high above with Christ, this is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. This is my season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus. Please bless somebody on your left or your right. Bless another person. Yes. All right, share our brethren. Yes.